Welcome back. Welcome back to a whole nother episode of People Believe That. Eh? I am old mixhead. I'm your boy Chief. Guess what, everybody? Trav's here today. What's going on? Man, he made it. He showed up and everything. Travis is in the building. <laughs> Let's see if he can keep his job today. <laughs> Try. All right, so before before we get started, want to give everybody our contact information. But before we do that, today we have a special guest. He hails out of South Miami, Florida from Miami-Dade County. He's gonna. His name is Picasso De Niro. We're going to get him on in a couple seconds. Before we do, I want everybody to know if you want to contact us, if you want to let us know if we're doing good or if we're doing bad, you can email us at willboyspodcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on social media under the Will Boys on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Yeah. Let's get on into it. Now, as I said before, we have our special guest. He is a musician slash rapper. Uh, he'll be. We'll go way, way more in depth when we bring him on in a couple seconds. He is part of the Muddy Made Men and Blackout Music Group. He is right now currently serving in the United States Navy in Oahu, Hawaii. His name is Picasso De Niro. I was only out trying to shed light, but his local rappers local, so they out of sight. I ain't finna play around with him. I'ma let him on the ground. Watch me play around with him. Black and out. I can see it in my bones. I'ma get it. Tell me any rapper who can make a soul catch chivas. Watch the beat drop. Niggas fall like timber. The leaves fall like timber. I remember I was young. Niggas fall like timber. Niggas fall like timber. Like OG said I'm the one. Too much to remember. Too young to remember. What's going on, what's going on, man? Let's see it. Yo, man, we appreciate you coming on. All right, so now when when I first and this is going to be real quick, I just want to get background on on how we came to meet. We served on the same ship. Now, I'm not going to get deep into this Navy part because, you know, that's not that's not what you're here. That's not what we brought you on for. We brought because you're what I think is a I don't want to say the the uh, the savior of good rap music. (laughs) But I would definitely I would definitely give you the credit of saying you're actually good at rap music. Now, me yeah. being an old head, you know, that's how I got my name, Old Mixhead. Yeah, uh, he's he's yeah. a super critical dude, man. Like, <laughs> like he's always been that way, especially now with the music uh, going yeah. the way it's going now. He's he's definitely had a, a grin on his face every time a radio station comes on. Yeah. <laughs> and if he has something good to say about your music, then, uh, you know, I'm a, I want to hear it. Check it out. Yeah, so go everybody tell everybody that's listening a little bit about yourself and we'll get straight into uh our, our whole conversation. Well like you said, man, my name is Picasso De Nero. I'm out of Miami, Florida, Big County, so I'm the Heights. Uh, currently in the military, man thirteen years. Uh blessed, got a beautiful wife, uh, living with me. Uh got my daughter, Ashanti, I got a new one expected coming next month. Uh, baby girl by the name of Anaya. And, uh, man, you know, it's just been blessed, man. It's, it's been a long journey. Like you said, I've been doing music for 10 years. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just humbled to even be a part of the music industry, anything like that. You know, even though it's independent, uh, I'm working my way towards the road of success. And, uh, you know, I'm just loving every moment. How would you, how would you describe your music? It's, it's uh, smart. Um, mine is based off uh, of gritty facts. You know, coming from Miami, it's, it's, it was a rough upbringing. But, uh, you know, I try to put it in the perspective of uh, the young minds that's listening now. And uh, I would say my, my music group or my age, my age group is basically 17, anywhere from 17 to 35, 40-year-old, you know, uh, listeners and stuff. So... I try to relate to everybody that I could within that uh that, that range. Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, and and as I was saying earlier, I'm not I'm not gonna blow sunshine up your backside too much. But I was I was explaining yeah, yeah. I, when I when I talked to my brother when I told him that uh like I got this guy uh that I know from from a couple from a year back. I was like, man, he he makes he makes his music. He got these videos. He's doing his thing. He, he's got these music videos out. He's got a following. Like yeah. I really, I really wanted to reach out and, and talk to you. you. Said, "Well, what kind of music does he make?" So, I mean, he makes like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I described your music, and I, I think I, I, made, I made it up, but it's I would say it's conscious trap. Yeah. <laughs> would yeah. that would that yeah. would that fit? Yeah, that's definitely right. That's definitely right, man. Okay. Like, I, at the same time, you know, I try to make sure that the listeners in depth, and I got the name for Castro De Nero. 
console man, you know, I paint pictures so I get a, a vivid description of, of what I'm putting out. I want the listener to be able to see an image and everything that I'm saying and stuff like that. So, you know. Who are some of your uh, like? So, who are some of your influences as far as uh? Well, first, let's, it's, it's kind of a two part question. One, like, who are your influences that kind of inspired you? And then yeah. the second part of the question is, who do you have? Who are you listening to now? Um, listeners that inspired me, I'm a Biggie fan, East Coast, um, Jay Z. Uh, listen to Pop, uh, Jada Kiss, Fabulous. Um, more of the bar spitters, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm more on that, that that edge right there. Uh, currently, I'm listening to uh, Ace Hood. It's one of the rappers out of, out of Miami, also. Right. Uh, listening to, uh, like I said, Jada Kiss, uh, Dave East, Curve from out of Philly. Uh, I like I like a lot of underground artists and stuff like that that nobody know about. That, I think that's that's better because that music is more fresh. They're more hungry as me, so yeah, yeah, it's not definitely. always about money and stuff like that. So it's talking about the upbringing and stuff. So I, I definitely buy with the with the underground artists. So you said, I mean, you, you have a you have a lot of influences. Uh, uh, I think some of the younger people would have no idea, uh, not no idea, but wouldn't really. Uh, have the same amount of influences by the same people like you mentioned Biggie and Pac. Now there, yeah. there's a lot of, not a lot, but there's there's been some public uh, current rappers that say Pac and Biggie are overrated. Now I'm not trying to get yeah. you in any hot water. <laughs> I'm not trying to no, cause no, any. I'm not trying to cause any issues with the current rappers or whatever. What do you say yeah. when you hear things like that, like uh, Tupac or Drake is better than Tupac or Pac and Big are overrated or they're they're not yeah. that good? What what what's your what's your perspective on that? I mean, my take on it. I mean, to each his own. You know, everybody entitled to their own opinion. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, they wasn't around or that wasn't their era. You know, of hip hop. Uh, you know, for them to say that, they would have the, you know, experience that in order for them to, you know, making a, a, a valid opinion. But, uh, you know, I mean, they, they influences now is probably Gucci, you know, and stuff like that, because that's the era. That's what they're coming up there and stuff. So, do you, cons- uh, do you consider. Sure they would... Sorry. Uh, do you consider the new age rappers, the mumble rappers, the. Um... Just the new, all the new different genres of rap that's come out. Do you consider that hip hop still, or do you kind nah, of buy into the not. the hip hop is dead? Uh, no, nah, I mean hip hop hip hop is not dead at all. But I mean, I, I wouldn't consider that hip hop. That's more of a, a form of gritty trap or whatever you know what I'm saying. That they upbringing you know what I'm saying they had and stuff like that. But as far as uh, hip hop, I want to label it as that. Uh, that, to me, hip hop is more of an art form. You know, you had to you had to vividly uh, display a, a picture or create something. You know, from nothing, and not to say a bunch of words you think sound good and stuff. So, so hip hop's more than rap, is what you're saying? Yeah. So is is, is hip hop to you? Uh, like I'm trying to, I'm, like you said, paint a picture. I'm trying to, I'm trying to give our audience a. Uh, a broad view of of who you are as an artist, um, you know, as a person. So how how what is hip hop like? How does that like you know? You said it helps you paint a picture, or whatnot. Does it yeah. matter what the picture is? Whether the picture is factual, non factual? Is there an element of truth that has to be involved in hip hop, or is hip hop purely artistry? No, it's it's, it's artistry to me. Um, you you can kind of say. Uh, hip hop and barbers have the same thing. So when you go to a barber shop, you know, and you, you get barber talk or whatever, that's more they are more of a, a, a the wise man you would call it and stuff like that. When I go out to the barber shop, I'm I'm there more for hello. We yeah, still, yeah, still. yeah, we're here. Yeah, yeah. So I'm there more to you know get up on the, the latest fashion or hear about politics or hear about sports or to hear about what's going on within the community and how they can change things uh, and stuff like that. You know, that's the same thing that I would expect an artist to, uh, to bring to the table when they're coming out and they're painting these pictures with these words and stuff like that. I don't want to hear about how many drugs you done did and all that stuff like that because to me, at the end of the day, uh, two years or three years from now, that's going to be, it's, it's, you know, it's obviously it's going to be played out. 
you know, because I don't care about that. But if you're telling me how you're going to change something or uh, uh, your views on, on this uh, situation and stuff like that, then that's going to be forever. So... Yeah, that's 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 one thing that I that I can't. That's why I don't listen to like the radio. And if I do, I listen like the Spanish speaking radio stations. Because <laughs> if if I'm gonna listen to something, I don't understand what they're saying. I might as well go all the way with it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I listen to like that reggaeton and and um, despacito, you know, despacito, basito, and all that yeah. stuff. I have no idea what they're saying. And it's just as yeah. much if I was listening to like you know uh, yeah. uh, young Lil Yachty and Young Thug and everything. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. do you do you feel like it's a it's just a trend right now? Like we're in the in between time between greatness. Do you think right now there's just a lot of substitutes? That, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to put words in my mouth. That's how I feel. I feel like right now yeah. they just want something. You know what I mean? They want like, it so you, you fast. Can see, you can see how the how the industry kind of shifted. I mean, it's a lot of one hit wonders, or it's a lot of pop rappers out right now. So I think it's gonna. It, they gonna they continue to get hotter. Reason being is because it's on what the generation is listening to. And if they buying into it and if they loving that, then that's what they kids gonna be taught and stuff like that. So it depends on, like I said, it, it, it starts in the household and stuff, and how they was brought up on music and stuff. And I was brought up on on oldies and R and B, you know, um, soul classics and stuff like that. My pops and all them, they strictly they just listen to R and B music. So when I wanted to listen to hip hop, I have my little radio, I, I have a display or something like that. And I'm trying to listen to the radio stations to hear, hear Biggie or hip hop and stuff. And then I would record that on the cassette tapes. And then I would use that and just listen to it over and over and over again. And start waiting for that perfect song to come out and stuff like that. That's how I would vibe to it when I was coming up. So, I yeah. mean, like I said, it's all it's all on, on how they was brought up. Yeah, yeah, me and all the mix had, uh, we had to find hip hop. Like, it was not, like, popular in our house. Like, our, we had, a, our mother was white. So she, she basically raised us with our grandparents yeah. who were black. Our, our father's, um, parents, you know, basically took yeah. my mother in and, you know, help her, help her get on her feet and everything like that. And when they were yeah. divorced and all that type of stuff, me and all the mix had, had to stay with my mother. And even my brother yeah. Travis, who's sitting here, he, um, he stayed with his mother, who was a white lady as well. So, like, hip-hop yeah. was not, like, a big thing. We had to find hip-hop, but it wasn't hard because it was, like you said, it's community. You know, it's community-based. Mm -hmm. And uh, hip-hop started, you know, for us way before we even got into the music. It was just the people we were yeah. around, the people yeah. we were talking to, the lifestyle and everything that was going on. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we had, you know, our, our dad, he listened to, like, funk and blues and, like, yeah. You know, old stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And uh, our mom was like, at the time, she was like really into like heavy metal and rock and, you know, hair yeah, bands. Pop, and pop st stuff. And, yeah, you know. Yeah. 80s pop and all that all that yeah. garbage. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, but but what, what what's dope about it is, is like how God used it is that all that different type of style and, and genres that we've listened to completely helped us when we got into hip-hop because yeah. hip-hop is, is a conglomerate of all the different genres you know mm -hmm. and especially if you go back into the roots of it you look at like run dmc when they did walk this when, way walk this way with Aerosmith. you know what i'm saying right right and uh you know basically all the old school hip-hops were they, basically they took records and the records they had back then weren't hip hop records. There was samples, samples of rock and and you know, you know jazz, and, you know pop or whatever, whatever was whatever was going on. They would take samples of that and make beats from it. So that's where we get all our sound from, you know. So a lot of the youth they don't really necessarily have the um, background information on that, nor do they really care. So like, my, my question I have for you is, where do you think that comes from? Like, do you think do you think it's a a cultural thing, a neighborhood thing, or you think it's more like what's being pushed on TV and like where does all this come from? Like where did the separation come from, do you think? Yeah. Um, like I said, kids being brought up and what they see on TV, they wanna they wanna portray that image. Whether it be real or not. They see uh the prop guns or they see, you know, them them drinking the syrup and that, and all that stuff like that and they wanna they wanna do that. You know, because everybody in school they talk about it, you know. Right. It's cool. I want to do this. I want to do that too. You know. Right. So, but, so, yeah. but who do you think? Where do you think that image comes from that's being pushed on TV? Because when hip hop started, 
uh, it started as, you know, our community, you know, public enemy, you know, we looking out for, you know, uh, our neighborhoods. And then now yeah. it's kind of gotten into, like you said, dudes, uh, like dudes, like little pump, little, little Zan and, you know, all these dudes who are, who are really in on the drugs and, uh, you know, the drug culture and, and all that. So where do you yeah. think the actual imagery that's being pushed out there comes from? Um, to me, the, the people who run the labels, uh, the companies and stuff like that, if, if, if a child is buying into it or, you know, a teenager is buying into it, those people are going to want to earn more money. And the way they're going to earn more money is by polluting, basically. It's putting uh, negative images of, of the people who's coming out there in those streets and stuff like that. So they will, whatever is selling at their time, they're going to keep pumping it. Yeah. Rather it be bad or not. You know, I think I, it's a greedy industry. Yeah. So, you know, whoever whoever's at the top right now, them the ones that's with it, you know, basically. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, man. Hey, let me let me ask you a question. Um, what is the? I think the number one thing um, right now is who has the most money, who has the most this, the most cars, the most girls, yada yada. Let me ask yeah. you, what do you think? What is your definition of success? Uh, being able to have what's yours, being able to own something, you know, and not to have to want or ask. Anybody being happy to be a success. If I have to um, start from scratch and build an empire, and you know, I, I can say I don't have to worry about nobody else, me and my family straight, or me and my label mates, everything is straight. That's success to me. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I was asked that question once, and uh, it was really yeah. interesting. Um, they said, "What's my what's your definition of success?" And I said, "I don't, you know, to not have to want." You know, if I want yeah. something, I can just go get it without having yeah, to yeah. ask anybody for anything. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a, a whole bunch of money. Like if 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 my kids grow up and they are in a position of being successful and they don't struggle yeah. and they don't have any type of hardships and I'm and I'm yeah. like doing OK, that's still yeah. to me, that's still being successful. You yeah, know, because you win it to me. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I don't, I don't, if I don't owe anybody anything and, and, and I don't, I'm not struggling to survive and my kids are good and, and they can, they're at a point where they can take care of themselves. I'm successful yeah. at that point. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah. the, I think what's going on in, 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 in entertainment and, and, and music and, and not just rap music, but any, any genre of music where, you know, it's that blown, blown up, you know, extravagant lifestyle that determines if you're successful, how many albums are you selling? How many, how much money do you have? Like that, that determines your success. And I, I just, I don't think that's a, you know, my own personal opinion. I don't think that's success at all. I think it's more of a burden than anything. Yeah, absolutely, man. Because uh, I forgot what the quote was, but like, if, if you basically gauge success off of money or a, a money, a, a, an amount of money, you're constantly going to have to top that because money over time like depreciates, you know, and yeah. then and you're going to need more. Then you're going to need more, and then you have to keep up that imagery of living that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not. Here's the thing: like, it's not hard to do that if you get in. If you get into the music industry, uh, yeah. shake the right hands, and you know, sit on the right laps <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to keep it, you know, clean or whatnot. But once you get yeah. in there, like you can definitely find loopholes and keep having money come in and out or whatever, but, and pause that, but you know, um, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, success, money, money is, is definitely a part of it, but it's just a tool, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like to say, you know, what's your definition of a house? You know, you don't, talk you know you can bring up how much it costs but ultimately you know the, or how it was made but ultimately the hammer was just a tool you know what i'm saying yeah. and what's inside of that foundation inside of that house is what's important you know and that's where the success comes because like if you if your family your how many kids you say you have you have you have one and one on the way yeah one and one on the way yeah, yeah man that's dope you know you know to me success is when uh you know everything that you've learned and everything that you're learning, you can translate and pass down to your kids so that they can they can have a heads up on those lessons. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you this, bro. Uh, when did you know? When did you know? When was the exact moment you knew that music was going to be your direction? 
When, when did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Because a lot of people don't know. They, they, they dabble. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, well, I can try this, but, you know, we'll see what happens. And then I'm on my way out. When did you know yeah. that you were going to, because you put a lot of work in this, man. I'm, I'm going to put your, I'm going to put all your information out on as far as your projects and things like that. But when did you know that this is what you wanted to do? I want to say about 30 years in the service. So around 2008, I want to say that was my sure point. Before that, like I, I, I would play around with it and stuff like that in, in high school, like they sound engineering. Um, so I always had some type of idea on how, you know, to rap or, you know, how, how to do sound engineering and things like that. Um, when I was younger, I used to play the drums. So I was always into music and stuff like that. So uh, 2008, I got real serious. That was my first show. And the turnout was, was awesome to me, I think. You know, I only had 12 people, you know, in the crowd. But to me, just them bothering and singing alone, that, that made me feel good as well because something that I, I worked hard on writing, you know, and, and recording and stuff like that, it was out there and it was displayed. See, I'm and, glad and I'm glad I, you I said it was on. I'm glad you said it was on stage because I've been on stage in talent shows, dancing and stuff when I was in high school. Yeah. And when I when you get that resp- when I got that response from the crowd and they were cheering and yeah. clapping and the girls were screaming, yeah. dude, I'm yeah. telling you, I was so hooked on being on stage. Yeah. It's so, like yeah. it's like you control. It's, it's like you control the crowd you know what i mean and it's one of those yep. it's like i don't know if i was power tripping or whatever, whatever it was a movement no, would do this or a step a step would do this so i'm glad that you said it was when you were on yep. stage yeah yeah the stage definitely gives you a rush man there's nothing like yep. it. nothing yep. like it yeah I've, I've been on stages since uh you know early 2000s you know yeah yeah it's nothing like it man you're definitely right about that bro definitely and like to me I, you know I, I use music as a tool of uh of therapy so you know anytime i'm in the studio it's just like everything any problems that i have when i go in that studio i just i leave at the door and it's just me the mic engineer you know and it's it's, it's relaxing to me i love it and then especially when i'm uh you know on the stage and stuff i don't, I don't to me i don't see anybody out there it's just like I'm, I'm in a room and i'm performing and i'm just at a vibe to my own and then you know what i'm saying whenever i'm finished well, they love it. Yeah. And usually the outcome is, you know, is exactly how I, how I want it to be. Now, what's your, what's your studio ethic like? Like, what, what, what is your, like, how do you like to be in the studio? Do you like to go to the studio and write while you're there? Or do you have, do you like to have it written before you get there? Or is it kind uh, of just it, a little depends, bit of both? It depends. Because, you know, at the same time, I'm still paying for time and stuff. So when I, when I get there, I like to be ready. But, if I can have the studio for at least, say, a six-hour slot or so, I love to go in there and just, just create on them there, you know, just write, because it's a whole different vibe when you're there. You know, you don't think about anything else. You know, you're just there working on that project, that song and stuff. So definitely, I, 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 it's, it's a bit of both. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand the importance of, of the studio atmosphere, you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, having it set, you know the right temperatures like the you know make sure it smells good it's clean yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. uh travis you ever been in any studios i mean not any professional ones anyway. <laughs> that's not true i remember our, our dad remember. yeah our dad was yeah. went to this music studio what is what is are you, are you abducted by aliens right now what was uh, i heard like a bubbling uh-huh. mechanical sound going on over there you all right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a motorcycle road. <laughs> oh, a motorcycle, dog. It sounded like yeah, that thing man. from uh, Cloverfield. I don't know. I thought I thought Illuminati was coming after you for a second. I was like, oh man! Every time I get someone on the phone, they come after me. <laughs> all right, no, no, but one time we're saying that Trav was in a studio. He probably don't remember this. Uh, maybe not even a little, but. Our dad used to he he would he was deep in the music. He played guitar. He played the drums. He, you know he was, he he plays was a all singer. The, all the instruments. Yeah. Plays a lot. Yeah. Of, plays bass, guitar, all that stuff. And uh, he was signed at one point, and he took us to the studio with him just so we can see the process. And that itself planted a bug. 
because you yeah. get to see it behind the scenes. Yeah. So you get to uh -huh. you get to appreciate it just a little bit more. It's not the just work, yeah. you know it's not just you 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 know you show up one day and they sign you and you get put on TV and now you're a famous celebrity. No, it's yeah, it's yeah. so much effort that go I mean I mean you know not so much nowadays but yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, like you show yeah, up pop a couple pills and mumble on a microphone and you're yeah, a success think, <laughs> but, here's a, but here's the thing though go ahead I think you took me to your studio on the east side too yeah yeah I've taken them to mine see, see now here's yeah. the thing man like, now, now Travis said I haven't been to a lot of professional studios and well he's probably yeah. a, 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 you know talking about it is going to like his homeboy's house talking about like going yeah. to Sony Records yeah yeah, nah. to, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. definitely probably just been to his homeboy's yeah, house yeah, who yeah. have the setup yeah. in, the, in the closet you know what I'm yeah, saying like we that's where it's at yeah. <laughs> that's where it's at that's, that's all you at. need like yeah. like me and Travis like when I was in Colleen like I would be traveling back and forth from Colleen to, to San Antonio and we were yeah. staying in these hotel rooms man and I had a, a laptop a microphone um, a studio mic and uh, with a sock over it yeah. And then uh, that was it. Yeah, it was it. That was yeah. it. It was, it was either it was it. that was it. It was either a sock or those wave caps. Yeah, just something yeah, to, to take the peas away. It. Yeah, and that's, that's all. That's how that's how I first started, man. Yeah, man. Doing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're 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 fortunate to be in a time where um, you don't need. Uh, those heavy record labels, those uh, majors, to be you know, yeah. to be heard. You don't need that anymore because it's so. Um, it's so reachable now. All you, you need a laptop. Yeah. I mean, you do need like you need to invest. You know, you need to get you a, a decent laptop. You need to put some get some yeah. software. Yada yada yada. Now, however, <laughs> now that it's so so reachable, a lot of people yeah. are reaching. Yeah, a lot of people are reaching. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. just 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 put something together and they throw something on there and they're the next soldier boy. Yeah, you know, and now yeah. they're, and now they're they, successful. They, yeah, then they uh, want to you and shit like that. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, that's how. Uh, I don't know if you if you have heard of this, but that's how Lil Uzi Vert started. He was putting music yeah. up on SoundCloud, I think, and uh, somebody uh -huh. heard it coming through that city, or you heard it on the radio, or maybe it's just had SoundCloud on his Bluetooth, and he heard it and he liked it, contacted him, and you know, here he is today. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm not knocking that process. It's just when you put out so much so fast you know they're not putting a lot of effort into creating yep. you know what i mean it's just yeah. bam yep. bam bam let's just put something out i don't care what you say you know here's the thing i don't think that they're putting a lot of effort into making the music sound like that i think they're putting a lot of effort into making sure it stays sounding like that like yeah. not necessarily just the mumble part but i'm talking about as far as what they're mumbling about like yeah. you know i can get over the you know the how different people talk the different dialects and mumbling or whether it's that or you go back to like wu-tang clan where they're like as i entered the square over the dragon's pair in relevance uh -huh. and you know so whether dudes are using super extravagant words or they're just mumbling i can get over that Right. But like, what's yeah. what's your point? Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? What, what's your what's your point? What's your message? Like, what's your like, what, Picasso? What would you say your message is ultimately about, man? Like, you know, I mean, I, we we've we've touched on. You smart, know, he said it was like he wants to put out smart music, something that. Yeah. Well, no, I got that. That's that's you know, I got that. But what's like your message? You know, like what's overall? Like, what's your mission statement, um, man? What what's your point? Yeah. <laughs> it, like I said, it, it, it depends on what I'm going going through at that time. If uh, if I feel like I've been done wrong in certain situations and stuff like that, I'm, I'm gonna touch on relationship issues. Or if I feel like uh, I want to hear, you know, uh, about something that's going on within the community or something like that, I want to put on that, you know, that that type of vibe and stuff. Like I, it, it all depends on what's going on around me or what's happening to me. If I can't I can't rap about the next the next man. Or you know, something like that. But if, if it's an issue as far as like you know racism and anything like that, such or then I'm, I'm definitely gonna speak on it because we being you know black male within America and stuff like that. I I feel like it's my right and I should have to. You know, nobody else where they gonna hear it from. You know, hip hop because that's a major influence to me. You know, so yeah, is actually he's he's on the he's on a good uh, point right now and he's doing that with his music now too so he said he stopped rapping about uh trap and all that stuff like that 
and he's more on a, a positive vibe and stuff. Isn't Waka Flocka so, doing the same? Wasn't Waka Flocka and uh, David Banner kind of doing the same thing? What? Well, see, Waka Flocka. No, this is like more Travis's like crunk music. Like, well, see, Waka Flocka. Well, I, I respect Waka Flocka more now than I did when he first started. Well, you know, I didn't know him, yeah. so I didn't have much to go off of except for his music. Yeah. Now, Short but Shorty. Man, well, I mean, that classic. was <laughs> classic. <laughs> well, no, nah, like Waka, he said he quit because it was all BS. You know, he said yeah, he yeah. stopped wearing jewelry. He stopped doing all yeah. that stuff because he's like, There's, it's it's useless. All right. that stuff's pointless. So he said he was mm-hmm. invested in something to provide water to, to people. African. And right. He was yeah, like, yeah. he's like, he, he got to a point where he said, man, I, I, you mean I can do all this and not have to rap anymore? Like, Done, you know. Right, right. <laughs> so, David, but like, David Banner isn't that. David isn't David Banner kind of like on that same? Yeah, he's real like. Um, yeah, David Banner is pro. This pro person, person for the hood, him and uh, Ti. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ti is real militant though. I'm kind of worried about. I'm kind of worried about Ti, man. I think. Yeah, I think he's gonna. <laughs> he, he. I don't know. I saw a video of him, man, and they was kind of squaring up against some police. And I'm like, Tip, man, you got. <laughs> I know you get uh, no yeah, f's. Yeah. You know, Tip been yeah. locked up since he was two years old, so <laughs> he been yeah. in it out for a while. He's stunning his growth. <laughs> you know, like, but he. But I'll, I'll give it. Up, I'll give it up to Tip because he's staying. He's staying in line with what he believes. And at the same time, yeah. making a living, and unfortunately, those two don't always go hand in hand. Like my biggest, yeah, yeah. my biggest gripe with Ti was he was making songs talking about, uh, you know, I'll shoot, I'll shoot somebody right now. Put him uh, in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, like put him in the dirt and yeah. stuff like that. And then he's talking about how cops are killing black. I'm like, dude, you you just had a song talking about killing black people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. that's exactly why he, he he said he wanted to go through with the change. Right. Uh, for that reason, right now, and how powerful music is, so. Yeah. That was one of the big issues you touched on. No, that's cool. I, I applaud. I applaud that man. And and let me let me let me let me ask you a question. Um, we talked about yeah, yeah. our definition of success. We talked about what your overall message is. Let's get. I want to get. I want to get really into uh, to your music. I don't. I don't want us to okay. take the full hour and just talk about what we think about. So I want. I really. I really want to get people to listen to you. You know, I want to help. Yeah. I want to be a part of that as much as I can. So yeah. let me let me ask you this, just as far as your mindset, your your mindset in terms of music. What are your? Who would you say are your top five artists, dead or alive? Um, Biggie, Jay Z, um, Fabulous, Jada Kiss, and a newer artist. He kind of underground right now with Kirk. Out of Philly. Who who is that? The last one. Kurt, Kurt, yeah, I haven't right. heard. I haven't heard. Hey, you are, yeah, he's 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 yeah, he's still getting himself uh, established right now. Cool. But at the same time, his music is powerful to me. You so, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just stuff that he puts out. So. Now that's cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm to hear because you know a lot of a uh, lot of people around our age frame. We always say like Tupac, Biggie, things like that. But yeah. people don't understand. You know, we, you know, we're we're at the we're at that age where we can look back and say we had this. Yeah. What do you got? You know what I mean? You, you know what trips me out too, man? Like, I, I was talking to my wife about this the other day is that uh, when I, even now when I look at Tupac, and I, in my mind, he's older than me still. 25. Yeah, but but the truth is he's not. Like, I mean, he, I mean, if he was alive, he would be, right? In, yeah. But like, he was like when he died when he was twenty five, right? So like he was uh-huh. hot, you know, like early twenties, right? So that that still trips me out too. Like when I start looking at like what Tupac was talking about when he was in his early twenties compared to what dudes is talking about now, yeah, it worries yeah. me, it concerns me because I have kids. I got my daughter just graduated high school yesterday. Yeah. Shout out to my uh-huh. daughter Daisy. Shout, Shout out to my daughter Daisy, yeah. man. Yeah. Hold up, yeah. real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she graduated, so it concerns me because there's a time I, I was like, hey, babe, uh, I was listening to something. On I remember that day. She was like, uh, is that? I was like, who? She said, who's this? I was like, it's Tupac. She said, "Who?" I said, "Tupac." Oh no! She said, "Oh, oh, you mean two chains?" I was like, "No, oh, I man. meant Tupac." I remember that. And she yeah. said, that, "Yeah, you know." And like, here's the thing, man. Like, I'm not against, like I said earlier, I'm not against all the the new expressions and you know people use it for therapy or whatnot. What I'm against is the hypocrisy of it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all the hashtags that come out when people die. But like, like yeah. old Mixhead said, like you know, there's dudes out here rapping about you know, killing, 
you know, killing and destroying and all that, you know, demonic stuff and then come yeah. back and like, well, we got to save our people. Like, I think music is the most influential art, imp- form. art form that our people have that is being used against us. That's what I feel. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it all boils down to those, those people who want to make money at the top. And that's, that's exactly what it is. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree with now. Top of the top of the pyramid. So, <laughs> now let, let's talk about let's talk about Blackout Music Group. Uh, how many? Yeah. What what do, what do y'all what do y'all got going? What do y'all got planned? Uh, well, right now we're on our uh, third project. Right now, uh, our boy that raps with me, Vince. Uh, he's not, well, he's gonna be on the album, but not as much as he was on the first two. Um, he takes care of a couple of things right now. He over in San Diego. Shout out to my boy Vince. And um, but like I said, uh, I got new artists that I'm working with. Uh, Money Made Men. That's a collaboration label that um, I'm with now. And also got a, a young artist by the name of uh, uh, It that, that's coming out right now. So what's his name? I, you said I, I, it. I'm, yeah, his name is It. Like, yeah. like Pennywise. Nah, nah. Immaculate Terrestrial. <laughs> ah, Immaculate Terrestrial. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I, yep. I was like, you got it. You got you got Pennywise Gamgee on this. <laughs> okay, that's cool. He's gonna be on stage with the clown makeup. Like that, that might be something. About to compete with like yeah, Tech Nine or something because he's been doing yeah, <laughs> he's been so, doing that for a while. So he, yeah, he, he's a younger artist. Like I said, he's on the he's a I call he, he has an old soul to me. You know, so he he raps more on the style that I I like. It fits with the label. And he still has that new wave and stuff like that. So he can tap in and them and still have bars with his delivery and everything, too, sir. Now, have you listened to our podcast before? Uh, this is my first time. I'm actually checking this out. You know, I just told me about it, so. All right, cool. So when you check yeah. it out, in the beginning, there's a dope beat. That's, yeah. That beat is by me. So if yeah. y'all, y'all need beats, holla at your boy. Yeah. Here, here, here we go. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Uh, let's just plug that real <laughs> quick. That's, that's a nice little plug. He just kind of threw in there yeah. real quick. You by know. the way, on the side, I make beats. No well, big we'll work, deal. We'll work something out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. This selling this stuff on during the podcast. Right? It's, it's, uh, it's for the children. Yeah, it's for the children. <laughs> now, now, who? How did how did Blackout Music Group start? Like, what was the what was the uh, beginnings of, of Blackout Music Group? Uh, basically, it was just uh, a bunch of talk at, at, at the beginning. Uh, we met on the ship at work, you know, uh, in the Navy and stuff. And we were always talking about, hey man, when we get back from uh, off deployment, we're gonna record. We're gonna sit down and we're gonna go over some music and stuff. And, you know, when we got back home, it was like a, a month of silence between us and stuff. Like, he was dealing with a family, and I was back with the family. And I, I hit him up, and I was like, hey, man, you know, I've been writing a lot of stuff. Let's hit the studio. I think you might want to vibe to some of this stuff. He was like, all right, all right, cool. So we went into the studio. We recorded our first song <clears throat> called Side Effects. And when, that, when we came out with that first track, and we put it out, Everybody was loving it. It was like, hey man, y'all gotta shoot a video. Y'all gotta shoot a video. And what was, what was, and like the, the, what was the name of that one? It was called Side Effects. That was on the uh, first album, All right. uh, Blackout. Yeah. And everybody was loving it. Like I said, we shot a video to it. And the response from that was just, it was amazing. Everybody was at the shows, rapping it and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, we got to keep going. Bro, what's that feel? What what does that feel like, man? What does it feel like when you're in a st- from going from putting on a piece of paper or a napkin or your hand or whatever, recording yeah. it, putting it down, and then when you go to perform it, the people that are there are rapping it. What does that feel yeah, like, man? Man, it's amazing. Like I told you, it's therapy for me. So just to just to hear that that outcome and and for them to chant the words and stuff like that, word for word. Do you ever forget the lines and you just point the microphone towards the crowd and let them do it? <laughs> oh, plenty of times. Plenty of times. That's, a, that's a rapper, rapper substitute right there. So yeah, that's what happens. There's times you... where, you know, oh, yeah, when you, you had too many drinks and you're like, all right. So I know now drink water before performance. Right. And then after you party. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had a lot of incidents like that with uh, guys I've worked with before. Like, they get. You know, they come up there. We do the mic check, and the sound check before the show. Everybody yeah, sounds, yeah. everybody sounds really good. And then, like, 
they nerves start kicking in they start drinking before then like right before they get on there they they got a whole different persona and then they yeah. start rapping so hard that they either running out of breath or they kind of forget the next part because they so turned up yeah, yeah. and they get caught up in the moment and watching the people yeah. and watching yeah. the reactions and seeing if anybody's like paying attention and you know they kind of get yeah. lost in the music or whatnot one time while I'm sitting there rapping and then I was just watching everybody chant the words and for like 30 to a minute straight I'm just sitting there and I'm just looking at them and like in a daze like man I done came out, out, of, out of body experience yeah 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 now you amazing, you have you have two albums out right now correct that's correct yep alright you got you got two albums out and you got another one coming out pretty soon now the first two albums uh, first off, what were the names of them, and what was the, I won't say purpose, but what was the uh, uh, direction you were going with both of those albums? So for the first album, it was more on uh, conscious rap. That was more of uh, a political talking about Trump. That's when he uh, took office and talking about you know uh, the community, uh, being black male, all types of stuff like that. Within the first album. And this is um, all. These are all. The, are, were they all over the trap beats, trap style so, beats? So this, so this one uh, for the first album, uh, I did more of a dramatic uh, type beats and stuff with heavy bass in them. Gotcha. Uh, shout out to Beat Craze, the French, uh, French. Those were the two producers who mainly worked on uh, that first album. And like those, those guys are amazing, man. They based out of Australia, and I linked up with them. Uh, just. Uh, actually searching this stuff and I, I popped up across it. I had to email them. I was like, hey man, I'm loving the sound. It's, everybody who was, who was around me loved the beats and stuff like that. Um, is there any way we can work out, you know, dance the way I could do a full project? And they, they was with it. You know, as soon as I sent them side effects, the track they recorded over, um, they, they let all they guys hear this stuff and they was playing it at the clubs over in Australia. It was like, definitely, man, we, we really got to work. Wait, so, they were playing it in clubs in Australia? Yeah, yeah, they was playing oh, over in man. Australia. So, so you, you international. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. You kinda like, you I kinda big time. time. Like we ain't even we ain't even scratched the surface of your success. <laughs> so you you <laughs> get you getting heard out there in Australia. Yeah, that's that's why I'm trying to use this, uh, this military as my, you know, uh, as a as a uh, uh, help for me, you know, when I go overseas and stuff on deployment, I'm trying to book shows and do all I can while I'm out there because I'm not gonna be out there sitting idle. See, see, I don't think a lot of people would even consider that. You know what I mean? I I think people would, yeah, I don't maybe, I don't know, man. You should get a show over there. You going to Singapore, man, book a show. Nah, man, nah, I don't don't think, uh, like, nah, like take, you know. Take take the time to network. Capitalize on that, you know. Find a club and say, hey, DJ, this is, my name is so-and-so. We got these many followers on, these many hits on SoundCloud. You know, play, you can play my song and put in rotation. And I'm sure, I'm sure they'll do it. I mean, especially if it's free. (laughs) <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? like, I'm, I'm telling you, like, because people overseas they love hip hop. So soon oh, as yeah. I tell them, hey, I'm a, I'm an artist. I got Buku views all over Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud. Come hit me up. You know, what I'm saying I can do a show. Uh, you don't even got to pay me for this show, but the second show you're gonna have to pay something. You know what I'm saying? So just right. just hear hear what I got to offer, and and you might like it. You know, soon as they hear the music, all right, we're good to go. So, <laughs> That's cool, man. Like, so you're, see, you're on this, you're, you're on a, it's like, you're not just an artist, you know, like you're right. running, you're running your own show, basically. I'm running it. You know, any moves that I make, I'm running it. I got to, because if I'm not going to do it, I'm not, I don't want to put it in the hands of somebody else and stuff like that. And right. if the outcome not come without, you know, how I expect it. And then I'm sitting there, I, nah, I really wanted to go like this. That's, that's a career ender for me. You know, that hurt me. So, like this whole time when I'm out there and I'm I'm out to see, I'm just thinking, I'm plotting on the next move or how for to come back better, all this just stay resident, you know. So, what well, what was? Well, let me ask you two parts. What what's your ethnic ethnic background? Like, have you done like a an ancestry thing? Have you traced that back at all? See where your family's from, and also like what no. what was what was it like what? growing up as Picasso? Well, when I know my uh, grandfather on my mother's side, he's uh, from the Bahamas, and my grandfather is Jamaican. Um, so that's the way, as far as that, that's all I know. I got a little out of blood in me, so. Okay. Yeah. 
That's and cool. uh, growing, growing, growing up, you know, I grew up with both parents. Father, had, you know, I was fortunate to have my father there with me. Ah, I was my best friend. Uh, you know? Yeah. So there's yeah, so there's you know, the, there's the conscious there's the yeah. there's the big difference. You had right you there. had to you, you yeah. have you have some of those boys in the hood moments when what was it do talk to his dad in the, in the ice tray. Oh yeah yeah that's dope man <laughs> like I'm, you know we we me and old mixhead and uh, Trav here you know we're poking fun but we think that's actually really dope that's why we've decided yep. to be in our kids' lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Because> oh, yeah. <laughs> like we had our dad came our dad came and he dropped nuggets of of. Uh, he, he dropped nuggets. He some stuff from time Sometimes to time. it was gold. Sometimes yeah. it was gold yeah. nuggets. Let me put it like that. Yeah. Sometimes it was, yeah, uh, you know, take it or leave it. You know, yeah, what, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Okay. But, uh, like, like, my father, he was, a, he was a big help. And even, you know, me starting music and stuff. That was my motivator, you know. My mom was a supporter. Like, she was there for me. Any any decision that I made as far as how I wanted to go in life or, or music or anything like that, she was there for me. That's my number one thing. My father, he was like, he was the foundation. He was there because he had um, a lot of insight coming up with the music and stuff. So he told me, you know, hey, I wanted to be a producer and stuff, you know, in the DJ when I was coming up. So basically, I'm living for you right now. So um, these decisions, I, I, I'll bring it to him before I even make a big decision. And I say, hey, I want to do this, do it like this and stuff like that. He was like, all right, this is route I would take. But I'm not going to tell you what to do. But at the same time, just be prepared to have plan A, B, and C. Just make just in, just in case that doesn't fall through. Man, you, you realize know, are, you realize there are so many people out there that don't have that. That don't have yeah. that that that. I want to say male, but they don't have that direction. You know what I mean? They don't have yeah. somebody tell yeah. them like, look, there's a there's a balance. Like you know, yeah, the balance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, they don't have I mean, people that are saying, look, do whatever you're going to do. If I were you, you know, I would make sure you have this planned out. Make sure you have that planned yeah. out. If that don't yeah. work, have something backed up for that, and then make sure you cover yeah. all of it. Right. You know, yeah. so people that's don't that. have that. Yeah, I hear you. And that was that was just one big, uh, big advice to me. It was like, whatever you do with anything in life, always have a backup plan for that plan, and a backup plan for that plan. Because yeah. if all those fails, you still got something that you can fall back on. You know. Exactly. So, what did you? So, why did you decide to join the Navy? Was it was that like a a, st a strategic decision to do the Navy first before you did the music? Not or, at all. Or like, it just kind of just happened that way. Two weeks before I joined, I didn't even know I was joining. I, I left. I left the house early. You know, seventeen. My father actually told me by eighteen, you got to get out. There you so, go. I mean, <laughs> there you go. That was that, that was that was the deal. You know. So. I plan on having <laughs> the same. Go ahead. No, it, it's, it's the truth. He was telling me this since I was 10. You know, he's like, hey, well, by 18, you out of the house. He's like, ain't no hard feelings. I love you. By 18, you out of the house. See, I plan on saying... I plan on saying yeah. the same thing to my kids. Like, look, I love yeah. you. You turn 18, yeah. I can legally kick you out of the house. No, actually, that's not yeah, true. Yeah. But I'm like, look, yeah. you got to have something set up when you're 18 because yeah. don't, don't expect to be living with me when you're 24 years old. <laughs> no, that's true. You know, for, for I girls, will plant drugs in the house <laughs> to yeah. get you I, out I, of Because I, 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 I was telling them, I was like, you know, for girls, it's a little bit different. You know, it takes uh, a little bit longer, you know, to come down, to leave out of the house, I, I, in my opinion. But... You know, at 18, you should already have that background where you could just step out and rather it be rough or not. Because, I, I, like, for me, that first two years was the hardest when I was finding my way. You know, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this path and all that. And I'm going to make decisions on my own. And the decision I make is going to affect a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, going on with me. So I made sure, you know, I... I, I Voice my pants to my pops and stuff like that. Of course, it was still there for God. But at the end of the day, you know, it was my decision as a man to make that decision, uh, uh, that plan to do that. So, you know, that's cool, man. Um, I want let me ask you about Money Made Man. Now, you, you're part of Blackout Music Group, and that's you, uh, Vince, yes. and uh, is there uh, is there I, anybody else with Blackout Music Group? And it, and also uh, Adam Rome. Adam Rome, which is a, a pop singer that we have. Cool. Yeah. And tell me about Money Made Man. You said that you're uh, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so Money Made Man is a collaborative label that I'm with now. So basically, we joined for, uh, forces 
And that consists of uh, Jermaine Jackson, which is J-Dot, uh, the CEO, which is Paul, Paul Squibbs, and C-Light. And I had uh, two other artists, but, you know, they, they left the island. So, um, but those are the three main artists right there. Okay, and you got you got some releases coming up soon. Yeah, we actually got two songs. He just put out a project um, about two months two months ago, and we had a single called uh, "Folk the Day County." That's all out of out of from uh, from Florida, South Florida stuff, music and stuff. So uh, we just put that out, and like the, the feeling of that, everybody back home wants to go back and shoot videos and do shows and stuff like that too. So we're trying to work that out before I leave, but possibly next year. Uh, when I come back, all right. you know, from this long deployment, especially. Quick scenario question for you. All right, you have an opportunity to continue what you're doing now and eventually you'll meet success. Or yeah. you got uh, Jimmy Iovine calling you up or Tommy Matola calling you up saying, hey, they're a brother. We yeah. hear your music. We love what you're doing. <laughs> and uh, we, want to, we want to be in the Picasso De Niro business. business. We, we we we. What do we need to do to get you to come uh, over here? Which which route do you take? As in signing with him, right? I, I ask him how much you talking. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's the first thing I'm asking before I drop anything because that that's I have a family so. That's, that's a major player for me, you know. They'll tell you. Well, you know, our accountant takes care of all that. Cheryl will, will inform you yeah, all the details. We're gonna send you a limo. Yeah, we're gonna we're yeah, gonna send you a helicopter. We're, we're gonna take you out. You know. Yeah, I tell, I tell Cheryl, Cheryl, I need five hundred thousand. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That, that's it. Cool. Send it down the line. And out of that five hundred thousand, you'll be paying for that limo. You'll be paying for the helicopter. You're paying. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to say you're like you're not. You know, up with the business end of of how the industry works. I'm, I've never been in the industry. Yeah. I just go off of what I've heard, like via yeah. TLC, Jermaine Dupri. They've all talked about it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Tony Braxton went broke twice. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> she filed Chapter and Eleven twice. That's mm. that's on the clause that they don't read it within the contract, exactly. knowing that an artist has to contribute all of the money, basically, um, to the promotion, eighty percent of everything for promotions and all that. Yeah. You, know, so, you know, it doesn't say that the major labels don't pay for this, this, this. You get to keep this. Only, Go ahead and spend it and do what you got to. No, you need that money for that project. You need to put out all that. And only 80% if they're lucky. You know, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's you know, that's an artist getting 20% of anything is, yeah. they have to either be there for a long time or they have to have bought their way in or they have yeah. to have, uh, actually have, part ownership of whatever the label is because for the most part they only get so many cents per album sale Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's that whole 360 business our dad he got he um he signed to some local label Uh, i'm not gonna say the name of it but i've never heard of it since then but um you know but I looked over the contract. It was like twelve cents for every album he sells. Yeah, and I was like, he was hyped that's about why, it. That's why a lot of the artists, a lot of artists, make their money off of uh, shows. Yep. and stuff like that now totally. because they know when it comes to putting out an album, yeah, it's yours, and you know, and you sat down and you created all that. But that's actually that's the label's project. Yeah, they so, get they get the money from the tours and whatnot and, and yeah. shows. But even then, you start to pay for the you know depending on. You know, the entourage, depending on, uh, you know, if you go on a bus or you take a plane, yeah. or, you start to pay for all that out of your pocket. You go to these award shows yeah. and everything coming out of your pocket. So that's what yeah. I was asking. I, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, like I said, I just told the guys that run with now, I was like, if, if, you know, five guys come with me and all that, don't think you're just going to just eat off my dime. Like, you're going to work for everything that you, know, that you get and all that stuff, too, so... Yeah, that's exactly how it is. That's how. That's why I was asking, man, because uh, you know, it, everything looks great on TV. You know, everything yeah. looks great on uh, you know World Star Hip Hop in terms of like music videos. But uh-huh. in, the, in the behind the scenes, if people care to look it up, these people go poor within a week. You know, who was yeah. a uh, Tribe Called Quest? They uh, Q Tip broke it down. Real, this is years ago, obviously, but he said they had a hit record, a number one uh, hit record. And they were still li- and he was still living with his mom, because yeah. all the back pay yeah. that he owed, you know, mm-hmm. like, that's crazy, you know. Not not a lot of people understand that uh, if you don't if you don't look at the paper, it's actually yeah. sometimes when especially when you're starting out, I think um, 
to yep. to start out the way the route you're going right now is which stay independent uh build your build your exactly. uh, your following get, make yourself yep. you know you got you know i think network yeah you got network you gotta make yourself undeniable like you can bring yeah. these people like 10 20 30 40 000 people into this record label basically yeah. and you can you can yeah. profit they, they can profit and you can profit and then i think that's what that that's what'll help so yeah, so yeah I, man, go ahead, go ahead. no i personally uh i'm actually working on the album um yeah. it's probably possibly could be my only album i ever release uh, gotcha. but i've worked on many of albums like from mm-hmm. dudes i don't know if you're very familiar with dudes in texas as far as screw dj screw and music yeah, yeah. like that um dudes from screwed up click dudes from uh swisher house i've worked with all types of dudes out of out of, out of texas um local artists uh, as well as yeah. uh, you know whatever right so uh i personally would rather with me with everything that i've gone through and seen in the industry and learned in the world and learned through the word of god and everything i'm trying to say as underground as possible <laughs> like, super underground, super underground. <laughs> like if i could release an album maybe this year and then like maybe do another one next year and never show my face yeah. that would be yeah. dope to me you know what i'm saying like yeah. like i'm not a big fan of like um just me personally man i'm, I'm not a big fan of, of the industry because i feel like yeah there's so much behind the behind the door stuff you know what i'm saying besides what's on that paperwork and i'm you know i'm really weary of that man now let me ask you let me ask you you know on on the show i have a thing called my moral compass the chief's moral compass i i you know i i ask people questions and and you know and we talk about different subjects and we talk about people's ideologies and i base it all off of where do they base their moral compass from where do you get your truth from where do you get your facts from is it from yourself yeah. is it from a higher power is it from yeah. well, you know what is it from like, where, where do you find your strength um as, as far as like religion i mean yeah if that's, if that's or, or anything uh, yeah, yeah. God, man, like, I, I, I told you i, I grew up um in, in the christian household so you know my number one source is god and you know, I, if, if I'm not praying to him or anything like that, I feel like I'll be in the dumps right now. Like, all those will fail to me. That's dope, yeah. man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, keep that up, man. Like, you know, do keep doing the prayer thing. I think it's dope that uh, you're yeah. using your 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 situation or where you work at whatnot to help you with your networking and whatnot. And yeah. uh, music and, and the power of life and death is in your tongue, as you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and you, you you hit on it earlier. You said a lot of people, there's a lot of poison out here. There's a lot of poison yeah. and, and, and a lot of, you know, stuff that's going on out here because the truth is that these people that are um, out here, man, that need the truth, they're getting, they're not getting that. They're getting poisoned. And then, yeah. then their truth, their, 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 their truth is now skewed. So what they're living is a lie, but their lie is their truth that makes yeah. any sense you know what i'm saying so just keep doing what you're doing man and keep pushing it and and keep planting those seeds because even the dudes that you work with even if y'all end up going to different you know stations or whatever right y'all you can yeah. always still that truth is always going to be the truth you know what i'm saying one apple yeah. one apple has like six seeds in it and that can plant six apple trees which create millions and millions of more seeds you know what i'm saying so keep uh-huh. on your thing man i'm, I'm definitely a support i'm looking forward to hearing some of your music and hey, let's we're gonna take a break and listen to some of his music no, I'm gonna. I'm, okay, okay. I'm gonna put that in uh, when I do the post production stuff. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna throw it in during during his uh, intro part. Let's do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, real quick, last question. Uh, we're we're right at that hour mark. Uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but real quick, the last question I'll ask you is, which of all the songs you've created, if you had to pick one, which one would you choose to push out there the most? Uh, the biggest song, uh, "Addicted to This Lifestyle." That's on my uh, newer project, actually the second album, the Book of Blackout Apollo. Uh, I think that uh, actually you saw the video, you told me about it and stuff. That's, oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's a big song for me right there. So. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I saw, I was scrolling through my Facebook and I saw that you posted this video and I was, you know, of course, I'm, I'm check this out. And yeah. I was listening to it, man. I'm like, dude, I gotta, I gotta 
I got to do something with this. Like I got to, I got to get involved somehow, you know? So that, that that video honestly is what made me think about reaching out to you and trying to get you on this podcast. Um, and that, that's what drove me to the whole thing of, uh, what's it called? Addicted to this lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a great, I don't know who your videographer is, but he's pretty awesome, man. And, um, I just, say again. Um, his name's uh, Pedro Wine and uh, Aloha Hike. That's his uh, film company. That's cool, man. Yeah, addicted to this last I definitely like that song. Um, uh, you sent me a song that you gave me permission to use. If it's cool with you, I'd like to use both of them. Okay, okay, cool. All right, great. Uh, I have yeah. I have one more question for you, brother. We we've we've gotcha. talked we've talked about your message. We've talked about uh you know your influences what's important to you as far as your music goes uh you told me where you draw your strength from what are yeah. what are your views on christian hip hop have you have you listened to any christian hip hop or yeah like i i, I listen to uh, lecrae and um i like it you know uh, i definitely like is it is it catchy enough for for the youth to, to like it in this new generation yes and no because like i said it, it depends on their upbringing Right. And uh, how they vibe with it and stuff like that. Like right. I said, me coming from a Christian household, I vibe with it definitely because I understand what they're talking about. Right. You know, well, I, re- I like McCrain because he, he took the swags from the newer generation and then he displayed it within the Christian hip hop community and stuff. And then he's, he's successful on folks. Right. And everybody loves it, you know. So. And he actually does music with some of the artists that's out now that, that doesn't do. Uh, Christian hip hop. Right. So, yeah. But there's a, I would, yeah, I want to push you in the direction of, I want you to check out the dude named Bizzle. He's dope. Okay. He's with God Over Money. All right. I'm going to get some yeah. information. I'll shoot you some stuff. And the only reason I say yeah. that is because just off the conversation, like you, you, you're touching a lot of topics that a lot of people in the Christian hip hop community touch on. And um, there's, yeah. there's definitely, a, and, and what you said was important, man. Like I have strived to, I, I've kind of shied away from using any labels as far as like being yeah. a Christian hip hop artist or being conscious or whatever. So I kind of come up with this thing called conscious gospel or conscious gospel uh-huh. science nonfiction. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's all truth. Like, you know, uh, so and you're absolutely right when it comes to getting the message out there or whatever the music is, because it has to be catchy. Like people don't want to listen to it. And uh, I want you to check out Bizzle, man. Like the dude, uh, you know, and I'm not just trying to ride his, his, his coattails and nothing like that. But um, yeah. we're talking about truth and we're talking about people who are actually for the community, man. You fall in that category. And uh, the truth is the truth, man. And uh, yeah. I, I, I wanted to, because I, I have a philosophy that I said hip hop is dead, but resurrected the CHH. And I said yeah, that yeah, because yeah. I feel like the origins of hip hop was about truth, about the community, about, you know, what's real and what's not real. And, and the way things have been pushed out right now, like we said, aren't really, uh, necessarily the truth you know what i'm saying so yeah but definitely man keep doing your thing brother man i appreciate you coming on our show definitely i appreciate y'all for having me no problem man hey tell tell uh tell your wife congratulations from us uh we're happy happy for all y'all and it's great it's great to hear from you again it's great that you're doing uh good stuff i know you you know you being active duty and everything you got and you know he's an engineer did so, I tell you that? Yeah. No, you didn't tell me that. Oh, man, them engineers, they work them like, I don't want to say the word, but S L A V E S. Work them like engineers. <laughs> man, I'm telling yeah. you, like, they, the days they have, they be there before the sun come up and after the sun go down. You definitely need that therapy, yeah. man. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. You definitely need that therapy. I don't know how yeah. you, you balance being, being a successful musician with being a yeah. successful engineer in the Navy. <laughs> I, yeah. and being a father I don't know and a husband I, oh man I, I'm, I'm sweating be, just thinking about that that's gotta be God that can't be no but God I was a, I was an yep. electrician and I couldn't handle that stuff <laughs> hey man it's tough it's tough man you know Man, I'm telling you I, I give you ultimate props for, for being able to to take all that and, and still go after your craft so keep keep all the good work up man I, I really look forward to seeing uh, where this music is going to take you and where you're going to you're going to take yourself if, actually and uh, I have nothing but absolute faith from the first time we had a conversation I don't know if you remember on the smoke deck and, I, and you yeah. first told me that you first, you first told me that you do music and you let me listen to it from that day I was like man uh-huh. this dude is actually pretty damn good yeah you know, I and, appreciate you, 
Yeah, so because you know, you know, in the military, you get every, you know, everybody. Everybody's a yeah, the greatest at whatever they're right. Hobby is. Whatever. Once they get in the military, they're like, you know what? I've always wanted to rap. <laughs> I, got, I got, I got a couple, a couple uh, months on my hand in this deployment. Let me try to start throw some stuff together. Real yeah, quick. everybody's a rapper. Everybody's yeah, a producer. Everybody's something. Let me use my webcam mic. Yeah, so it's it's, it's it's always dope when you run across you know somebody that's actually good. And the first thing yeah, I said to this guy after I heard his music. Uh, I said, man, you know what? It really makes me happy that there's somebody out there that's rapping. That Did you actually... ever record with him? No. Oh, Can I finish what I was going to say? No, I was just thinking about it. <laughs> man, I was going somewhere. Man, you know what? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what I was saying was it, it made me feel so good to know that there's somebody out there that's still rapping with talent and yeah. effort. like those two together you can't go wrong you know and on top of that he has the drive and he's controlling what he's doing you can't go wrong with that like i I was i was really happy that day uh learning that you did all this stuff why didn't you record with him I wasn't into, you know, I was an E6 at the time. I couldn't mingle with the little folk. Oh, you, you'd already, you'd already, you'd already given, you'd already given up. I'd given up, you know. <laughs> no, nah, I was just, I, I, I ain't calling you no little person, man. Whoop my tail. For, <laughs> nah, but hey, I've, I've, we've been trying to close this out for the past 10 minutes, but I keep giving you compliments. Uh, for everybody listening, definitely look this guy up. Hey, where can everybody find you? I'm on Instagram, at Picasso, the narrow. Facebook, the search Picasso De Nero, uh, Blackout, is uh, iTunes, Google Play, Title, Spotify, uh, Black Book of Blackout, Apollo, same thing, uh, iTunes, Title, uh, Google Play, Spotify, also on SoundCloud at Youngfly De Nero. Uh, you can search actually anywhere, just Google it, man. You my, my name is bound to pop up. Uh, also uh, YouTube Picasso De Nero. All right, let me make sure the spelling's correct. P-I-C-A-S-S-O-D-I-N-E-R-O. Is that correct? That's correct. That's All right. Appreciate you for coming on, man. All right, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead and stay on. We're going to close the show, but we'll talk to you right after we finish recording. Appreciate, yes, yes. appreciate everybody for listening. If you liked what you heard, you want to hear some of our previous episodes, you can go to Spreaker.com where you can find all of our previous episodes along with iTunes. If you want to message us, you want to let us know what you think, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. All under the Will Boys. You can email us at willboyspodcast at gmail.com. I am Old Mixed. I'm your boy, Chief. Talk to you next time. Hey.